This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we'll be listening to Sergei Prokofiev's Seventh Piano Sonata, also known as his Stalingrad Sonata. The names of pieces often don't come from their composers. Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, Mozart's Jupiter Symphony, and Haydn's Lark Quartet are examples of well-known names that come from a writer or reviewer and just kind of stuck, usually because they fit the music so well. This is also the case for Prokofiev's Seventh Piano Sonata, and the title of Stalingrad illustrates the fine line the composer had to walk in the middle of a dictatorship. Besides being a ruthless politician and military leader, Stalin had a keen interest in the arts, especially music. He also had strict ideas about how music should sound and why music that didn't adhere to those rules was dangerous. In particular, he was a firm traditionalist and nationalist, quick to accuse anything too experimental of being internationalist subterfuge of the revolution. Prokofiev had left Russia during the revolution and the ensuing civil war, but was persuaded to return in 1936. That year also marked the start of the Great Purge, as thousands of artists, intellectuals, and others deemed enemies of the state were rounded up, imprisoned, tortured, and killed. Prokofiev was generally on good footing with Stalin and the Soviet authorities, although he was forced to hold back some of his more forward-looking music from performance. He was also invited, and I use invited in quotation marks, to write a piece for Stalin's 60th birthday, an invitation that he could not turn down. But the purges also hit close to home, none more so than when he was working on his opera Semyon Kotko. One of his friends was Vesevolod Meyerhold, a renowned director, and the two planned a production of the opera for over a year. But as Prokofiev was finishing the music, Meyerhold was arrested by the secret police. He was imprisoned for over a year, tortured into making false confessions, and finally executed by firing squad. Shortly after his arrest, Meyerhold's wife was found dying of multiple stab wounds, an attack also thought to have been carried out by the secret police. Again, this was just as Prokofiev was being forced to write a piece entitled Cheers for that birthday party for Stalin, his 60th. Anyone who wasn't taken away and shot knew that they were one misstep away from sharing the fate of their comrades. So Prokofiev and others were extremely careful in what they wrote and performed, anxious that their next piece might be their last. Any dissent had to either be squirreled away for a later time or hidden so well that only those in the know would notice it. This sonata was part of a set of three that have come to be known as his war sonatas, all written during the Second World War. Far from the cheery toast to the Soviet utopia envisioned by Stalin, they're harsh, dissonant, and often seen as a backlash against those forced odes to the dictator. This one shifts from fast and violent to slow and melancholy throughout and seems full of uncertainty. There's no clear tonality, many of the cadences don't fully resolve, everything is up in the air, which must have been the general feeling in Soviet Russia, especially during the war. Prokofiev even sneaks a hidden message in by quoting a Schumann song in the second movement. The song features the lyrics, quote, I can sometimes sing as if I were glad, yet secretly tears well and so free my heart. It's easy to see why that spoke to Prokofiev. Here's Vadim Haimovich with Prokofiev's Seventh Piano Sonata.
You might think that the Soviet authorities would have questioned Prokofiev about the sad and angry mood of this particular piece, but actually they loved it. He received a prize, and the title of Stalingrad alludes to the fact that many thought that this was about the city of Stalingrad who underwent a siege by the Nazis and valiantly fought them off. There's a bit of a double meaning that might have helped Prokofiev avoid the fate of some of his comrades. Thanks to Vavadin Haimovich for putting that up on museopen.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and in the coming week for your classical break, we'll be listening to Cambini, Corelli, and we'll start things off with Schumann. I'll see you then.